Life Happens with Pinelo Modine. Um, Hilton Langley is Hilton Langley Safari and Adventures. Uh, he's a, he's an owner there, and they obviously also have challenges, as you know, in the uh, in the tourism sector. We know that the regulations prohibit them to take leisure uh, uh, um, patrons and so on. So it's been quite tight for them. Hilton, thank you so much for for talking to us. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Pumela. Pumela, Hilton, how what is your experience at the moment? I mean, I, my understanding is that at the moment you can only receive people who are going on business trips. Has anybody booked uh, a, a, a bed with you guys? Has anybody booked an adventure with you guys? Um, okay, uh, basically, uh, I just want, we don't actually have a lodge ourselves, yes. but um, we do run a safari business where we do organized trips for mainly 99% foreign people which are coming into this country. Um, we speak Swedish, so we have a niche market with the Swedish people. So basically, um, everything's closed down. Um, our last tour was in uh, May, um, and then since then we haven't had any salary or anything. So at the moment, because the government has closed down everything, nobody is able to have any income whatsoever. The tourism minister, uh, when we went and we were sort of downgraded to level three, said that guides can uh, guide people. But because no people are allowed to be guided in a sense, um, only families are allowed to go into the Kruger National Park in their own vehicles at the moment, it hasn't helped us at all. So we're sitting here to get tours, to get all the UIF has been an absolute nightmare. I've given up on it. And many of us, unfortunately, are sitting here and we are very, very desperate uh, with the government. We don't think really understands the consequence of what they're doing. Hilton, uh, when I was asking you about has anybody booked beds and so on, so you, you really are the, um, you are the person that takes in the bookings and then passes it on, correct? Uh, well, put it this way, people will contact us yes. and uh, if they want to come on a safari and we'll put together a trip for them and yes. then we will utilize all the hotels or Correct. whatever they, they want, want to do. So we would make bookings with the different hotels and lodges, etc. Okay, so which which gives us a quite nice uh, uh, bird's eye view of, of, you know, what this ecosystem looks like. So so in the time that we've had the lockdown, as yeah. you said, your niche market is a Swedish market because obviously, you know, international travel in this country still shut down. Are you saying that nobody's booked anything at all from you guys? No, we've had to postpone everything. We have bo- we had bookings which were meant to happen, mm. and uh, the lockdown came, so we've tried to postpone it. And the Kruger Park has been, in a sense, very accommodating and tried to postpone it without any extra cost. Mm. But the thing is, we're not given any deadline, mm. and we're not getting any help. Um, we were contributors, and now we turned into beggars, and we're like hoping the government is going to help us, but it's. You know, the amount of jobs, uh, you know, just before you, we made contact right now, a man, uh, one of the people who works at the hotels, which I take my guests to, mm. he, he, this is his, his, I'm just quoting him now. Mm. He says, hi, it's, I'm not going to mention his yes. name here. Yes. I have got, uh, he obviously got about 120 something dollars as a tip sometime from somebody. Mm. And he says, I'm starving. Can you change this money for me? And I can't. Um, and this is just the desperation that's going on. Nobody can book anything. We can't do any tours. And, you know, the I think the the thing that exploded for us was when uh, the transport minister suddenly backed down for the tourist and um, for the taxi industry and said they could take people in their taxis. And so I'm so happy for them. They really, that's a good fight that they've done. But at the same time, we've got 
a lot of us have got safari vehicles. We've got uh, it's a huge industry, much much greater than what you even think it is. And this is where we feel that we just be shoved into a corner and lost. Now, if if um, you can put people in taxis like that, why can't you put people into open safari vehicles? The private lodges have got. Um, safari vehicles, you put six um, people in, they can carry 10, you make sure there's place in between, we follow the protocols of masks and everything, and it's totally open. And I mean, I'm just talking for the open safari vehicle yes. things, the hotels all run. I mean, if you can go to a restaurant and sit there unmasked to eat your food, the hotels will also have this all in place, and we really are open for tourism. So I would love the government to rethink, because the misery that is happening right now is terrible. I'm going to just uh, bring in the CEO of Tourism Business Council as well to just weigh in on this conversation. I'll also open the lines as well, um, 0891-104-207. If you perhaps are also in the broader tourism sector, how you've been impacted by the lockdown and, and what kind of carnage are you seeing in your industry? I'll open those lines and also the voice notes as well on 614 yeah, good afternoon. Having listened to your show, um, the feeling on the ground, I think, is uh, it's a clear and orchestrated attack on white-owned business. Um, restaurant industry, hospitality industry, um, it's, 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 it's quite clear. It's an, an, an attack on white-owned industry and business. Clear as day. Good afternoon. Um... This thing of foreigners taking the jobs, I'm sure it needs home affairs to step in so that the home affairs can just check if those foreigners have got work permits or not. Then if you don't have a work permit, you mustn't work. It needs home affairs only. All right, so just to respond to the voice notes that have come through um, on the issue of this is an attack on white-owned businesses, well, I don't know, but you, you may also know that there, there are black people who own restaurants and taverns and stuff, and they equally have been affected. So I'm not sure of it being attack on white businesses, unless if maybe the CEO of Tourism Business Council will like to clarify that for us. He joins us now on the line. Chifiwa Chivenga is, Chivengwa is the, the guest. Uh, he is a CEO of Tourism Business Council. Shivewa, thank you so much for joining us. Is this an attack on white-owned businesses? Thank you very much for having me and good afternoon to your listeners. Um, I think that what's happening uh, in our industry, you know, at large, throughout the entire value chain, it's a devastation. Uh, it is something that, uh, you know, all of us are left uh, speechless uh, in terms of even partially opening some of these activities uh, and also imposing a, you know, a proportion of uh, restriction, just like what is done in other industries. And I agree with, uh, you know, the other, you know, guests that you have that, uh, you know, we, we believe we can operate safely. We believe that uh, we should be able to do safaris safely. We believe that people should be staying at the lodges safely. In fact, we believe that's the biggest social distancing that one can do. And we believe that, uh, you know, even in the future, um, you know, everyone who's going to be traveling into South Africa, they're going to be coming because we've got open spaces uh, and they're able to be far away from everybody else. So it's a it's a tragedy that, you know, at the moment we're unable to even practice, uh, you know, uh, you know on, the, on the protocols that we've developed, you know, for leisure guests going to, 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 to uh, you know, safari, you know, vehicles and lodges. 
and many other accommodation across the country. So um, I, I think that uh, you know we should be able to we should be allowed to operate uh, if government wants to impose a 70% on a vehicle or 100%, whatever it may be. Uh, we believe that we should be treated the same, where you know the proportion of uh, of restriction uh, is measured, uh, and uh, we should be able to also earn a living. It, it, it's unfair for us to be staying at home and for the employees to stay at home while others are going to work. It's unfair that the people that have been working for many many years uh, have been made beggars uh, and cannot put food, you know, at the table. Their children are looking at them now as people that, you know, are no longer providers. Uh, and we believe that by a stroke of a pen, uh, you know, the president can open up this sector. We can do so safely and we can have people back at work. There's 1.5 million people that are supported by the travel and tourism industry, including hospitality. And we should be able to go back to work safely. We're already doing it for business travel. We believe we can do it for leisure travellers as well. Mr. Chivengo, uh, thank you so much for that. You, South Africa is a very divided on race. Um, I do want you to address that because it's possibly somebody who is under your sector, somebody who really does believe that this is a race issue. You've got to address it. As somebody who's a CEO of Tourism Business Council, is this an attack on white business? Look, I think that uh, you know uh, the attack is on all businesses. You know, uh, There are other businesses that... We're not able to operate and they need to come back to work. Uh, we have in hospitality, for example, uh, you know, our businesses are owned by both black and white. Uh, they are owned by Indians. They are owned by many other people, you know, within our diverse countries. So I don't think it's an attack. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I don't think it's a racial attack or anything like that. I think it's an attack on a on business, uh, you know, as it is at large, but I don't think it's racial. Hmm. Uh, and I don't have any evidence, you know, in front of me presented that, you know, there's a racial attack. But I do believe that uh, our our industry is treated unfairly. Hmm. I do believe that we need to be treated equal, like many other industries, if not even more, uh, because we employ a whole lot more people and we also earn a lot of foreign income. So I believe that is something that, uh, you know, it's more about fairness and the treatment, the level of treatment, treatment of different industries. I'll give an example. The mining industry is able to operate. People are going underground. Mm. Why can't a, a reservation agent work and earn an income sitting in their own office? Why can't a frontline hotel staff do check-in in a safe way for someone to stay in a hotel room on their own? Why can't someone drive a safari vehicle with few people in it uh, in a safe way? So I think it's an attack on the industry. I think it's something, and it's unfairness, you know, uh, uh, mostly. And I think that uh, it has nothing to do with race. We've got everybody, you know, in South Africa works in our industry. There are black, white, small businesses, medium-sized, independent, and big businesses. Hilton, you know, you've got now the CEO of Tourism Business Council. He's listening to you. What is your plea as somebody who's running an independent business? Well, all I can say is I wish I had his gift of the gab. He's put it so beautifully for me. I, didn't, I shouldn't be on the radio. <laughs> it's so lovely to hear. No, he gets it. Um, you know, we need to open up. We've got Tanzania, which has already opened up. Um, we've got Namibia, apparently, which has opened up a couple of days ago. And we need to quickly look at them, get things into place. And I know I'm not answering your question straight away, but we are so desperate, and, and the government has to, now the government can save themselves. They can open up for domestic tourism uh, straight away. We can show them that it works. 
They can always shut us down if it doesn't, but it's going to work, I promise you. And we super jack it up. And then we can very shortly after that open it up to international tourism. But I can't stress how vital this is. Um, seriously, the government really needs to stop, rethink, and understand that we are losing, in the tourism industry, we're losing per day, according to Stats South Africa, mm-hmm. 748 million rand a day. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just lovely. So I didn't catch the name of the gentleman speaking before. I mean, he, he just puts it so perfectly yeah. and nicely, uh, much better than what I can do. So I'm very thankful for that. Listen, all the best, Hilton. Really, uh, our thoughts are with you and, and all the people that you work with, Hilton Langley, who runs Hilton Langley Safaris and Adventures. Uh, Mr. Shibengo, I'm just going to give you a few minutes to wrap up. You know, what would you like to see happen? I know that your plea is to open up um, the sector. Um, you know, just maybe in, in, in one minute, your, your final plea at the moment. Um, what I would love to see happening, and, and this is from all of us from the travel industry, is that, you know, let's open up domestic travel. We believe we can do it, we can do it safely. Let us practice the protocols and show government that we are a very much sanitized industry. We've been for many, many years. And uh, for us to follow the protocols that have been put out, it's easy. Uh, and let us show government how it's done. Uh, and we may set a standard for other industries to follow us. And then the next thing that we need to do is to open international travel. Let people choose if they want to come to South Africa. Uh, we've got countries that have similar risk of infection to us. I believe that we should be able to leave people to decide if they want to come or not. They're not going to add into the burden. Uh, the, we are a very measured industry, and we can do things in a very, very safe way. But we need government to allow us to, to operate to save the 1.5 million jobs. So far, we have over 1 million jobs that are at risk. CEO of Tourism Business Council, uh, Chifiwa Chivengwa, who, who's just uh, giving us his side of the story about how desperate the industry is at the moment. Really sad to hear.